Welcome to this week's edition of Our Parliament. I am Patrick Kamara. Are we promoting half-baked children to go to classes where learning has been regularly impaired? Isn't it a time for us to reflect on whether actually during the lockdown, learning has taken place? Following President Yoweri Museveni's national address on September 20th, 2020, during which he announced the reopening of education institutions for candidate classes, namely P7, S4, S6, and final year students in tertiary institutions on October 15th, the Ministry of Education published guidelines to provide for safe reopening and running of education institutions. With the schools set to reopen for the first time since they were closed on March 20th, 2020, to prevent the spread of COVID-19, what are the implications? This is our parliament. After the lockdown of all our schools, we didn't want to leave our children idle. The government proposes to reopen schools in phases beginning with finalists. To facilitate this, the Ministry of Education put in place a COVID-19 response committee to mitigate challenges posed by the pandemic and ensure continuity of learning. The ministry promoted remote learning through digital, television, and radio channels. It worked with the National Curriculum Development Center, NCDC, and produced self-study revision materials for primary pupils and secondary students for all classes. So read the June 2020 report by the Budget Monitoring Unit in the Ministry of Finance. Honorable Rosemary Seninde, the Minister of State for Primary Education, reviews the process so far in this interview with my colleague Nelson Lukwago. That is why we came up with arrangements for providing some materials and also study materials and also teaching on radio and on TV. And of course, we were appealing to parents. We have been really mobilizing and appealing to parents to make sure that they help our children use that time to out to all to continue with this uh, home learning. But of course, uh, for us as government, it's very difficult to say that they have been learning or they have been learning. We have done our part and we expected parents to help with their part. Some schools that were renting buildings closed. Is there an arrangement by government to have the candidates from such schools get absorbed in other schools? Well, first of all, we may not really know how many schools they are that are not going to open because they, they have closed. It's very difficult not until the schools uh, uh, reopen and then we get to know which schools have actually not opened or not, or, or which ones have opened or which ones have not opened. But of course, we would like to appeal to parents. In case, and of course, I believe parents will obviously know. If, a, for example, their children's school has not opened, I don't think parents will just sit back. I believe they will take trouble to look for at least places where, in those schools that will be opened. Okay, what happens to schools with big numbers of students to ensure social distance? Of course, we have been appealing to schools and giving them the SOPs. And I believe they are, also, they are all going to meet the SOPs. We have made it very clear that because of social distancing, uh, and it's the very reason why we have started with at least the candidate classes, so that they can use the other uh, rooms, uh, uh, the other rooms at the school, to spread the children so that they are not congested in one class. Honorable Rosemary Seninde, Minister of State for Primary Education. The Ministry of Education secured a loan 
of $20 million from the Global Partnership in Education, GPE, to meet all costs of printing and distribution of the self-study materials to all learners. World Vision is operating in more than 82 districts in Uganda and has helped in transporting, delivering, and sometimes photocopying the self-study materials and ensuring they reach the vulnerable learners in communities. However, there are districts without such partners where learners are not accessing these materials. So reads the June 2020 report by the Budget Monitoring Unit in the Ministry of Finance. The Shadow Minister of Education reflects on the implications in light of the phased reopening of schools. Online learning has been totally, totally defective. The radios and the televisions, whatever happened to the suppliers or the factory, the minister insists that it's going to continue. Continue production of radios or televisions or their distribution, Honorable Minister. Members almost weekly came on the floor to complain about the failure of learning materials to reach children up country. That in some districts, a single material was distributed to a sub-county where there's no power, no photocopier. If they follow the SOPs, they will be safe. Moreover, the cost of waiting any further is quite high. Why? It's because of the jam that will be created in terms of the usual transition from the primary school, lower secondary schools, higher secondary schools, tertiary colleges and universities respectively. If the batch of 2020 do not move on, what will happen to the batch of 2021? Can we afford to have two batches in 2021? The answer is a clear no. So reads President Yoweri Museveni's address in part. In light of this, the Shadow Minister for Education considers the implications. Are we promoting half-baked children to go to classes where learning has been largely impaired? Isn't it a time for us to reflect on whether actually during the lockdown, learning has taken place? The reopening of education institutions does not imply the danger posed by COVID-19 has passed. However, the Ministry of Education has been working with the Ministry of Health and other stakeholders to prepare for safe reopening of education institutions. So read is the guidelines from the Ministry of Education published on September 23, 2020. However, the guidelines present new complications as Honorable Matthias Impuga, Shadow Minister for Education, reveals. The Ministry needs to reflect on the guidance for reopening. The promise to support government-sponsored schools is, of course, obvious. But the ministry insists that private schools should match with the same provisions. Right now, Speaker, does the ministry reflect on the capacity of private schools to undertake the same measures at the same time? like government schools. I thought that we would hear government saying that they are going to support, to provide some support, basic support, to private schools. Because, right on the speaker, private schools have more children than government schools. So aren't we going to leave out some schools without capacity to open because of these requirements, right on the speaker? Because you were aware, right on the speaker, that at the closure of schools in March, the term had run, uh, had hardly run for about one and a half months. Schools had received part of school fees. I especially the minister to advise us as to what this term is and what nature of fees parents are going to dispense with 
to be able to facilitate private schools to make up for these requirements? What is the fate of school fees, the advice given, and how schools will be able to cope with the funding gap? Remember, right on the speaker, that schools had planned, had budgets for a whole year. So are we now asking of them to run on a budget of a quarter year, half year, full year? So that leaves us confused, and it's going to cause anarchy and conflicts between parents and schools, right honorable speaker. The ministry needs to come out and guide schools and parents on the issue of school fees, right honorable speaker. Right honorable speaker, we shall be so glad if the ministry will surpass its sister minister of health and make masks available and started masks at that, and quite a number enough for children to leave home and school every day with a mask, right on the speaker. The Shadow Minister for Education, Honorable Matthias Impuga. Did you know? All teachers and people's stock students reporting back to school should be screened or checked to ensure that none of them reports back with COVID-19. This is according to the standard operating procedures for schools to reopen. We shall now be going for a short break, but still to come on our parliament. I, I really can't say we're consulted because it's a presidential directive. We will also catch up with the latest happenings at Saverino's shop in our drama segment. I just feel that parents are not ready. Mm. Most of them have exhausted their savings. Exactly. So please, stay tuned. For any questions or comments about the show, send us an SMS by typing OP, leave a space, and then type your question or comment and send it to 6115. This message is for free on all networks. Welcome back from the break. You are still listening to our parliament. We are discussing the reopening of schools. The budget for the financial year 2019-2020 and the proposed budget for the financial year 2020-2021 are not addressing the challenge of COVID-19. The cost of mitigating COVID-19 has placed increased demands on the education sector budget. These are the findings of the June 2020 report by the Budget Monitoring Unit in the Ministry of Finance. As chair of the Education and Sports Committee in Parliament, Honorable Jacobo Polot reflects on the decision to reopen schools in an interview with my colleague Samson Okwako. The ministry has decided to open up schools based on a number of, of considerations. One is, is the pressure from sections of the population on the reopening of schools, but also uh, the, the need to have uh, education running and uh, not rotting. And in, uh, the third one is the presidential directive that uh, finalists uh, are allowed to resume by 15th of, of October. Were you consulted on this issue of reopening of schools? I, I really can't say we're consulted because it's a presidential directive. And uh, in the current circumstances... 
I am not very sure that uh, in presidential directives there is a, a condition or a requirement that can only be made after consultation. But uh, in terms of uh, uh, standard operating procedures uh, for reopening of schools, we were consulted some time back before, when there was an initial intention of reopening schools before uh, the beginning of September. We had engagements on the, uh, on the SOPs for reopening of schools. It's said that other than candidate classes, students will automatically be promoted. Don't you think this will compromise the quality of education? Yeah, I think those are things we will uh, take time to look into. <laughs> but we also must appreciate that, one, uh, we are in a very unique situation. We are not in a normal situation where things are moving on normally. But also, too, uh, before you promote, you will have taken the children through the minimum requirements for, 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 for the automatic promotion. That means they have to be prepared. And the fact of the matter also is that it is not the first time it is happening in the world, not even in Uganda. Because I, 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 will, I will tell you that even a person like me, uh, I, I, I had a, an automatic promotion at a certain level. And today I'm the chairman of a committee of education and a member of parliament for the poor of Palisa County. There were some schools that were renting and now they have closed because they have not been having business. Is there an arrangement by government to see that these schools operate and candidates in those schools also go back to their schools and sit for their exams? Yeah, that's the big challenge we, are, we have also observed. And uh, I remember in our meeting last week with the, with the Minister of Education, the Minister of State in charge of higher education, Mingo, we raised that issue of some schools that are going to close or collapse because uh, they, they, they are so much financially handicapped. And uh, it's not only those that have been renting. Even some that have been having their own premises, the, uh, the, 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 the debts are choking to the extent that they cannot open. And when you talk of opening for only candidate classes, it, it, it becomes more complicated because there are some overhead costs that apply to, whether, to, 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 to an institution, whether you have one child or you have 1,000 of them. So uh, that will affect them. And we tasked the Ministry of Education to come up with a strategy that they will share with the committee before 15th because we told them we want to know what strategy from what the president directed on the issue of supporting private schools, what clear strategy is there so that we look at it and see whether actually it's going to be helpful to the private schools. Because if the schools close, we shall have many children who have no access to education. There are places where it's only these private schools that are serving. And then also, <laughs> you, 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 we, we talk of... The, 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 the ministry taking over. Ministry cannot. It doesn't have the government doesn't have the capacity to take over all these private or community schools. The ministry is talking of continuity of education, but we see this requires money. There was uh, a lot on uh, materials, and uh, I want to believe, however little it could be, it was captured in the budget. And uh, if uh, uh, the problem is with which specific materials, there is still room within that budget for materials to cater for, for, for those other materials that we need. And of course, we also expect that some, some funding uh, from uh, donor sources to cater for that.
to top up what would be available in the ministry budget. Jacob Opolot, Chair of the Education and Sports Committee of Parliament. All schools should provide hand-washing facilities for the different classes. All surfaces that are touched by learners, teachers and visitors to the school should be disinfected regularly. In addition, all education institutions used as quarantine centers need to be disinfected before learners access them. All schools are to acquire temperature guns to conduct routine daily checks for all pupils, teachers, non-teaching staff and visitors to schools. These are some of the guidelines issued by the government to ensure the safety of learners as they return to school. To understand the implications of reopening schools on learning outcomes, my colleague Nelson Lukwago interviewed our guest civic educator, Dr. Mary Goret Nakabugo, the country coordinator of Uwezo Uganda, an initiative that aims to improve literacy and numeracy among children aged 6 to 16. Uh, one of the things which actually lies within the docket of our organization, the research that we have, we have been doing for over decades, uh, is the issue of learning outcomes. I mean, even before schools closed, the learning outcomes were quite low. So the more we keep them closed, a number of children are going to really, really fall off behind, fall off completely or lag behind. So and another thing is about even assessing of, of children themselves. So there are quite a number of reports, informal or formal, where a number of our children are being exposed to this. Uh, the girls, uh, sexual harassment, uh, pregnancies, even the boys, I mean, things like uh, child labor, they're, they're really on the increase. So we might be protecting the children from COVID-19 when they're actually contracting other diseases or sicknesses out of school. So for me, this is a step in the right direction. None of us knows when COVID-19 is going to end. I would have been scared if the entire education system was reopened all at once. It would be this gradual with a few classes, test out how schools respond to it's, let's, let's be hopeful. But again, it's not the Ministry of Education to make this work alone. It is said yeah. that other than candidate classes, students will automatically be promoted. Don't you think it will compromise the quality of education? They're not going to be automatically promoted. I haven't read that anywhere. And, and if that is the case to, promote, to automatically promote them, I don't think that will be serve any good for, for our our system and, and our nation. I think one consolation that there is is that there has been a little bit of effort to ensure that there is continuity of learning when children at home. The printed materials, the radio kids, I mean, for those who have access, but that is not sufficient enough. So I believe the best thing would be once schools reopen, Maybe we allow for three, four, five months of face-to-face -face learning. There also be need to check where every child is, starting off by giving them simple assessments to check where they are. Uh, certainly, the just automatic promotion of the children will not really help. I think there should be a plan. Just as we have done it for the candidate classes, our guest civic educator, Dr. Mary Goret Nakabugo. This week in our drama segment, Brenda and Severino, 
debate the reopening of schools. Hey, Severino, your eldest grandchild is a candidate, yes? Yes, in P7. Ah, mm. so will she be resuming school on the 15th of October? I'm not in support of her going to school, but her mm. mother is okay with it. Oh, mm. man, I just feel that parents are not ready. Mm. Most of them have exhausted their savings. Exactly. Imagine parents have been advised to identify schools nearest to their homes. <laughs> but won't changing schools be more expensive for parents, Severino? Well, no student is allowed to use public transport. Mm? No taxis. Mm -hmm. No border borders. Only private means or walking if they can. That is why they advise parents whose children are studying from far mm. to change their schools. Hmm. Is that realistic? Eh? I'm not in support of that. Well, schools themselves have no money. Yes. Over 200 private schools won't be opening. What? Yes. 200? Hmm? That's a very high number. You see, most of the private schools rent the buildings. Mm. So these months of lockdown have been so hard on them. But Severino, mm. I think the schools that will open will increase school fees in order to manage all the COVID-19 reduction measures required by the Ministry of Education. Well, the Ministry says that the education institutions shall not increase fees. Mm. But I wonder how they expect them to put in place all the SOPs. Mm -hmm. Fewer students in classes, mm -hmm. buy temperature guns, mm -hmm. sanitizers. You know, but what will happen if a school gets a case of COVID-19? Well, mm? when that happens, mm. the Ministry of Health and the District Task Force mm. will assess the situation and work with the school management to determine the best course of action. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Severino, they would have considered 2020 a dead year. No, mm. there will be no That's dead year I for think. anyone. The Ministry says that the rest of the students should continue studying from home. Every child will be promoted. The debate never ends in Saverino's shop. Tune in next week to catch up. If you were listening closely, can you answer the following questions? Identify one requirement for schools to have in place to ensure the safety of learners. On which date will schools reopen? Send your responses to our Parliament Radio on Facebook and to at our Parliament 16 on Twitter. Questions or comments about the show? Send us an SMS by typing OP, leave a space, and then type your question or comment and send it to 6115. This message is for free on all networks. Schools are set to reopen on October 15, 2020, following an announcement by President Yoweri Museveni. This will mean students in P7, S4, S6, and those in the final year of tertiary education will resume their learning. However, in order for the education institutions to be permitted to reopen, they must adhere to government guidelines to ensure the safety of learners. The cost of these standard operating procedures must be funded. The government needs to find the resources to ensure the safety of learners and continuity 
from our parliament, I'm Patrick Amara. Producer was Chris Kayonga. Follow us on Facebook at Our Parliament Radio and on Twitter at Our Parliament 16. We return you to your host. <laughs> <laughs>